Check mic one. Check mic two. Mic one, two, three. I can count. Brad. You see there? Brad, you're supposed to chime in here. Dude. Is he okay? He should be around here somewhere. Uh, you have like a track. I don't. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm going home. Bye. Bye. Ooh, I'm done. Locking my door tonight. Locking all my doors. Good episode, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible. I, I mean, we're it's so terrifying. sorry. <laughs> he needs some milk. I hear it quite a lot. Ladies and gentlemen. Please silence your cell phones and kindly shut up for our featured presentation. Shut the f up! Gather around now, there's no time to lose. It's time for some movie reviews. Bring the drink that you choose, we've already had two. It's time for bruise and Welcome, guys, to Bruise and Reviews, the podcast that has already two beers in. My name is Avery. I'm your DD for the episode here alongside my co-host. Uh, gentlemen, please introduce yourselves and uh, tell everybody about what you're sipping on this evening. As usual, I am sipping on uh, Pepsi. Hey, but, uh, uh, oh. Go for it. Oh, I was about to say, but uh, for this week, I also wanted to quickly mention... We also have a fifth member of our cast with us. You've heard about her in Legend. You have heard us talk about her putting Chris on a corner. You have heard about how she makes Snow White and Cinderella look absolutely basic. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mama Ivy's in the building today. Hello. That is me. That was a little creepy. Mama yeah. Ivy. She's, She's the oldest one here. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I hear you tell them what you're drinking. Tonight, I am drinking Heller High Mango from 21st Amendment Brewing Company. Ooh, it's deep in the game. Tasty. Yeah. It's one of her favorites, and it's a uh, seasonal, so we had to get it. Mm, enjoy. <laughs> uh, buddy here. Um, I'm drinking Dayfall, a Belgian white. I believe it's from Stone IPA. Uh, pretty good. Um, it's a wheat ale. Tastes a little bit like a shop top, just a little bit stronger. Um, pretty good. Pretty excited about it. Not sure of the uh, strength of this one, but trust me, we will find out because I have four of them in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode. Oof, can't wait to pass Ooh, out halfway through it. Long <laughs> night. It's Chris. Squatch Daddy, Stud Jackson, uh, Steiner, yeah, Stott Steiner, Steiner, uh, the Redneck Niyasha. That that's the other one. (laughs) 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 Oh, I thought of a new one, guys. I told uh, Avery and Buddy Buddy. about it. The the good Reverend Jangles Montgomery. Ooh, Bible extraordinaire. I see oh, it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like your past life. Yes. Oh, you like lived in the South. Mm-hmm. Like traveling, traveling preacher. I see it. Traveling I... preacher who tells you like really bad advice, like oh, terrible that... advice. That tracks. That that mm-hmm. definitely tracks. Yep. 
Yes. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I may or may not be one of those snake preachers too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Snake preachers. Haven't yes. heard that. Definitely going to use that. Any, anyways, uh, excuse me. Of course, Chester King Brewing because I spent way too much money there. Like <laughs> way too much. Uh, Pattinson Porter. Uh, 8.6%. It's tasty. It's going to go down pretty quick, and uh, we're going to see what kind of stupid crap I say. Hmm. That's always a fun game. Yeah. I mean, I can do that sober, too, but it gets worse. I mean, at this point... That's not normal, Chris. I was going to say, at this point, every episode is playing horseshoes and hand grenades. One (laughs) might be a winner. The other might just blow up in your face. What if it blows up in my face and then I still make the horseshoe? Does that make me, like, awesome? Prodigy. Probably makes you blind. I, I think that think that wins us a uh, podcasting award. I think that's what happens. <laughs> Can we finally get a sponsor? Possibly. 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 Yeah. Um, see. Hey, guys. I am Brad. I am the designated drunk of the group, and every time you hear this noise... That means that I've opened another beer and am one step closer to falling into an active volcano. Um, so uh, today, uh, this is going to be the first time when starting the podcast, you're going to hear that noise because uh, we've been uh, <laughs> we've been kind of chatting for a little bit before we're starting. But uh, my main beer tonight is League Night IPA by Other Brother Brewing Company, mm-hmm. uh, a local Brotherly. beer. Um, and then I got my side beer, which is another local beer, but we won't get into that. Um, yeah. I, so. Ivy, as a significant other, how do you feel about his side beers? <laughs> side beers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hold a candle. <laughs> I feel okay. For now. Why don't you shut up? Mind <laughs> your own fucking business. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't Dude, feel I got, okay. Dude, I got, I got some tea and honey over in my counter over there. Do you need some, dude? I mean, I'll take some. I mean, yeah, that does, I mean that's that's full on laryngitis, man. You mm-hmm. may, you want to get that fixed? <laughs> yeah. Thing is, he got the vaccine. This is one of the side effects. Can I just take the yes. honey? Exactly. <laughs> I'll drink that. <sighs> Well, guys, normally around this time of the podcast, we would cut to our sponsors and, you know, pay some bills. However, we are a new podcast, therefore we do not have any. However, we do have some people that we wish would have sponsored us. And Chris, who are those people this week? I'm so glad you asked. And first and foremost, if you want to sponsor us, just send us an email. Leave it in the comments below. Uh, get in contact with someone that's not me, apparently. That's, yeah, that's they even have social media. I mean, that's, that's, that's very accurate. Very <laughs> accurate. Uh, but anyways, people I wish would sponsor us. First off, second breakfast. Because, uh, you know, mm. just one breakfast ain't enough. Sometimes you, like, eat really fucking early. That's the yeah. one cuss word you you might have to start counting yeah. after this. <laughs> Drink up. Yes. So, you know, you might be eating breakfast really early. But by 9 o'clock, you're hungry again. You want mm-hmm. that second breakfast. Maybe it's a egg, some bacon. Some uh, toast, some grits, yes. chicken fried mm, steak and gravy. I mean, come on. Oh. Before oh, first oh, lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, can, can, can we cut this early? I'm hungry now. <laughs> uh, Avery, I know you've been watching The Mythical Kitchen. They did a yes. chicken fried hamburger. Mm. Oof. That's well, the entire hamburger, bun and all. I'm going to have to watch that episode. Like, I think I... I, I, I want think, it. 
I want to try it, but I don't want to do it alone in case I die. <laughs> yeah. Tag. Yeah. I think the that should be one of the things out. we do whenever we record an episode all together. We make some chicken fried hamburgers. <laughs> I was gonna either say that or like we make the happen. Oof. Oh, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, let's face it. I would dude, never. The hobbits would be proud of us. <laughs> they would be. They would be. Speaking of things hobbits would be proud of, our second sponsor is uh, Thongs. Avery, mm. back to you. <laughs> I don't. The precious indeed. <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why the hobbits would be proud of. You know what? I'm not gonna you, question you know what, it. I just. Let's face it. They're they're just <laughs> tiny hippies. There's tiny hippies. I just. They, they like, sort of are like tiny hippies, thong, aren't they? Thong, thong, thong. I just. Oh, yes. I don't. Who can forget the Hobbit national Thanks. anthem? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before we before we get off into the the nitty gritty, I. I got an email. Is that a thong reference? <laughs> no, I got a, I got an email from our lovely uh, Olivia intern Olivia. Um, which one of you idiots told her she needed to go find Peter Jackson? Oh, that was me. I'm so sorry. Um, Ooh, I really needed her it. to find him. And now hear me out on this, because I needed him to go back and uh, change all. And every single one of the frickin' um, Hobbit trilogy <laughs> needed him to just make it one frickin' movie <laughs> and true to the book. One movie would be hard for that whole book, you think? Okay, make it make it like a Gettysburg-style movie where it's four and a half hours long. We're done. We're not watching Gettysburg. I don't think normal people would sit through that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, considering, um, I think now she has a restraining order against her, so I don't know if that was necessarily a good idea. But, um, yeah, Peter Which Jackson. Did get in New Zealand with the pandemic going on? Yeah, somehow. They had the quarantine for like two weeks, dude. Yeah, I don't, yeah, so apparently she found his house in the middle of the night. Whether that was a good She's idea still. or not, I don't really know, but, uh, That's yeah, everything's fine. She, she's not in jail. She yeah. may just she, she just can't go back to the country. That stated, okay. um, well, that sucks. <laughs> thank you, Olivia, for all your work. Um, hopefully, we'll, banner. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, not not in not this economy. Yeah, good. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, not not in the slightest because um, you lovely geniuses uh, neglected to put any reference to compensation in her paperwork. Neglected. So. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well. I'll go to New Zealand if you want me to. Dude, like I said, we found this lawyer on like Fiverr or whatever. I think we paid four ninety nine. We didn't even pay that five dollars. We paid the four ninety nine. True. True. Chris, from one legal professional mm-hmm. to a yes. layman, if an attorney tells you that their services will cost you four ninety nine, probably shouldn't use them. I just thought I was getting a good deal, like, you know, when you have the two-for-one sale at, like, uh, Kalachi Place? Thought that was like that. Ooh, Kalachis. Dude, I miss Kalachis. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're in California. That's, like, yeah. Oh. <sighs> oh, oh, well, oh, it's so like sad. the two-for-one well, sale for weed or whatever. Possibly. But you know what, Brad? Maybe, maybe just, like, Frodo, you can make a journey... Texas journey to Czech country, aka Southeast Texas, and get yourself a kolache. Just like Frodo decided he 
as well as his many, many friends, decided they were going to make a journey to the heart of Mordor to get rid of the ring in this week's episode. So guys, this week the Brew Dudes will be taking on 2001's Fellowship of the Ring, the first in the Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings trilogy. But before we begin, this is your spoiler warning. From this point forward, everything we say can and will be a complete and total spoiler about this movie. Thus, if you have not seen it, and at this point it's 20 years old, it's your (laughs) own damn fault. It's almost old enough to drink. Absolutely insane. And there's something terribly wrong with you. Saying the guy that hasn't seen The Matrix. Well, I mean, also, also. This is Lord of the Rings, Chris. The director's cut is 20 years old, literally. It took me, I started watching it, like, uh. When I was 11, I just finished last night. <laughs> <laughs> it is a long I, movie. I don't know what was longer, this movie or me watching Thanksgiving. Oof. <laughs> hand in hand, yeah. my friend. Well, for all of those who are uninitiated, The Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring is about a meek hobbit from the Shire and eight companions who set out on a journey to destroy the powerful One Ring and save Middle-earth from the Dark Lord Sauron. Mm-hmm. Um, so, interesting thing about Lord of the Rings, especially Fellowship of the Ring... You know, I come from a very typical black household and my dad is a much older gentleman. And so he is not a like sci-fi fan. He's very much, I watch sports, I drink beer, I work outside with my hands, I'm a man. And I remember, I think I was in fifth grade and um, I asked him to go to take me to see Lord of the Rings. Because my friends were talking about it. I went to an almost all white school. And so all these little white kids are talking about Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. And I wanted to fit in. And uh, so we went and watched it. And I found it boring. But my dad yeah. ended up what? loving it. Yeah. There's a lot to love with it. It's like yeah. swords and archers. And Dude, they, they're is, doing everything is, with their hands. It's like one of the most perfect fantasy like novels and movies. Well, and all they do is drink beer, too. Like even that river. Yeah. Yeah, that oh. river is just full of beer. This is... Wait. It but comes in know, pints? But, you know, that's the thing, though. Like I said, my dad ended up loving it to the point where when uh, tw- when the Two Towers came out, my dad was just like, so, uh, you want to go see that Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. Damn well, he wasn't going to see it if you didn't see it with him. Okay. So, Ivy, why, why don't you tell them about your relationship with Lord of the Rings. That's funny, Avery, because my dad is a man's man. Like, he's... uh, You don't want to kind of cross that guy, but he loves Lord of the Rings. I mean, ever since he's been a kid, he's been obsessed with the books, the Hobbit, you know, he... Everything. So when I was really little, because I am younger than you all... He's the one that showed me Lord of the Rings and read it to me every night before I went to bed. So this is definitely a father-daughter trilogy, if I may say. So I love these movies. They're my favorite movie series and favorite books. Um, Read them multiple times. I actually read them before I read The Hobbit, which is weird because The Hobbit's a child's book. But yeah, it's also your engagement ring. Exactly. That's oh right. yeah, I must say you. I, you know, before we start actually talking about the movie, guys, this is the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> before, before, so in case you guys don't know, Brad is engaged to Ivy. 
So, when he was going to propose to her, we're all on, we're all on our little group chat. We're all talking. He's like, I bet there's a recording of it somewhere. Like, probably, probably. Like the first pod. I, actually, <laughs> I think it's in the first deep cuts. It, it might it be. Probably is. And yeah. so he's like, he's like, guys, guys, check this out. And so he tells us he's gonna he's gonna propose, to her. and then he tells us the ring he's gonna propose to her with. Now, from this point forward, I'm gonna let Brad tell this story because it is the geekiest, nerdiest, most adorable thing possible. So I'll, I'll let him tell it. Right, so to when I decided I wanted to propose to Ivy, I wanted to find the perfect engagement ring, and. I kept looking everywhere, and I couldn't find one that I really liked that I knew she'd like. And then I was... We had just finished watching the Lord of the Rings extended cut, the entire trilogy. That's real love. If you can watch that with anybody, that's gotta be it. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, I wonder who made the ring for the movie. And the company Mm. is still around, and they actually make engagement rings, Elvish engagement rings. Um, And so her engagement ring is a simple white gold band. And in Elvish, it says one ring to show our love, one ring to bind us, one ring to seal our our love and forever intertwine us on the uh, Elvish. That's a lot going on. One ring. It's one yeah, it's one that surprised me too. Yeah, it's not a bracelet. <laughs> I guess um, Elvish is a little different than English because oh, yeah. I don't know how compact. you could get that. Uh, I was about to say, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, maybe it's like the way man set. <laughs> Each one has a line on it. That's oh, good lord. As as I it's, was as I was telling that story, our bunny Fred just flopped next to me. Oh, Fred. he does that when he's really happy. Um, yeah, oh, and, me too. I always sleep when I'm happy. Was, the engagement was hilarious because oh, um, we went to Tahoe and we were with our two friends, Ashley and Isaac. And I had Ashley hold on to the ring because it was warm. And originally, my plan was to have a jacket where I could hide the ring in the jacket, but it was too hot. Ashley's a photographer. So she was taking photos as the proposal happened. And she had the ring in her camera bag. And as we get to the spot I wanted to do it, Ivy jumped into the lake, fully clothed. <laughs> so, so I had to wait. Because I, I wanted to learn her to dry out I swear, I swam out like to the middle of the lake, just swimming yeah, she, for so long. Yeah. Not even... She was swimming in this lake for like a solid 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like in the and office, like something happens and Brad just makes up the camera. <laughs> Ivy, that was the most white person thing I've heard yet. <laughs> she just, you know what sounds good? I'm just gonna jump in. Swimming. That's just a me thing. Water. If I see a body of mm. water, I'm gonna jump in it. That's just you know what, You know what else happened when people jumped in uh, just a random body of water? Mm. Corona 3D happened. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, Corona 3 doubles. Rest in peace. <laughs> that happened at a water um, park, though. It's oh, funny because yeah, yeah. I had you have a fear of open water. <laughs> See, but I'm a marine biologist. <laughs> and I really Face like to fears. Why does, Face why fears. does that seem like the so, most you major possible? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, it tracks. It, it tracks. really does. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I think. Yeah, and then, so then we're walking around and I'm waiting for her to dry off. And we get to another spot. And I'm kind of sitting there, 
And I'm like, okay, this is the spot. And I look at Ashley, and Ashley knows what's happening. And Ashley is a terrible actor. <laughs> she is. So, like, she looks at me, and she goes, hey, Brad, I need something out of my camera bag. Can you get it? Like, in the most monotone voice. And I'm like, well, the surprise is screwed, right? And um, then... I get the... I, apparently, Ivy still had no idea. <laughs> and then Ashley's like, hey, why don't I get a good picture of you two over by the lake? <laughs> In the most monotone voice. And I'm like, Ashley, oh my god. I don't remember that. And so we're like, she's taking pictures, and I had the ring in my back pocket, and I couldn't get it out for a second. And then I do get it out, and before I even drop to a knee, I turn to Ivy with it, and she looks at it, and looks at me, and then I go down to a knee, and she looks at it, and looks at me, and then looks back at it, and goes, wait, what? <laughs> like? So, yeah, I think I said, what, 20 times or more? We have a video of me proposing to I, Isaac. I, I, oh, God, it's terrible. Yeah, my, friend, <laughs> my other friend Isaac took a video of the proposal. It's a video. I am soaking wet, standing in front of him, just saying what, like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah... This is... Alright, guys, so even y'all... Hey, so, so, real question. How's the fishing? <laughs> of, course, of course, that's what Redneck in Yasha's <laughs> mindset goes to. How's the fishing? That, that, that's the most important I part not, here. I have not been fishing in Tahoe, even though I've really wanted to go fishing in Tahoe before. What the hell do you do there? <laughs> uh, Spartan races. Screw that, I'm going fishing. I've been fishing in Carmel, if you're interested. But it's sort of a catch and release situation. Boo. I want to keep it and deep fry it. <laughs> Facts. Like the true Texan you are. <laughs> just, Big Texas uh, energy. Well, you know, guys, like I said, that's. I wanted to just tell that story real fast just because I think it's very cute. I think it goes to show that, you know, y'all's relationship is very intertwined with this movie. And, you know, we watched this movie because it is Ivy's favorite movie. So, you know, that, yes. that, that kind of stated, um, this movie was very, I, when I remember watching it as a kid, I, I did not understand a lot of things about it. Like I said, yes, I found it very boring as a child and as a, as an really? adult, I still kind of, kind of boring. Um, there's a lot of talking. Yeah. It's, it's a talk to musical, but, uh, <laughs> but that's, musical but that stated, the one thing that I absolutely adore about this movie is one, the cinematography. This mm-hmm. whoever was behind that damn camera is an mm-hmm. artist. Is oh my god, so yes. This I uh, like And can we can we give so many props to the costume design and the mm-hmm. person who made the weapons? Oh yeah, like, those weapons always look great. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I was about to say the costume, especially when it comes to the orcs, like holy crap. Oh, yeah. That holds yeah. up. Makeup. Like, like thank God there wasn't CGI. Do that in the Hobbit trilogy. I know it's just all CGI and it doesn't. Look well, let's say actually that that, that leads to a question. Ivy, how do you feel about? I guess because I'm guessing at this point you've you've seen the Hobbit trilogy as well. How do you feel? How do you feel mm-hmm. the Hobbit trilogy compares to these films now in terms of the years passage? I don't think Gosh, I don't think there's 
any comparison. I think the amount of time they spent and just the effort that went into Lord of the Rings is just so much different than The Hobbit. I know that Peter Jackson, I think he did a good job. But the practical effects of The Lord of the Rings, the filming locations, you know, the lack of a lot of CGI and special effects that we have now, I don't think there's any comparison. I think Lord of the Rings is something you watch and go, wow, they took the time, the energy, the effort, and everything that went into it. But then you watch The Hobbit, and it just feels a little shallow. Like, everything looks... A little computer generated, at least a lot sometimes. Um, and I do think they could have shortened it by a lot. But I think the Lord of the Rings couldn't really have been shortened. I think every moment there's something important happening, even if it's just talking. Um, yeah, I don't think, I think there's a really big difference. And Lord of the Rings always just comes on top, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's a good opinion. I was about to say, because I, I, I have not seen the Hobbit trilogy, nor have I read the books, but if I, from, from my understanding, the Hobbit trilogy, it's about, it's about Bilbo Baggins as opposed to Frodo. And so it's about his entire journey, yes. which we begin to hear him regale the rest of the Shire about at the beginning of the movie when they're enjoying the party, where Bilbo's talking about, you know, the dragon smile. And so, yeah. you know, and I, I, oh no, he's, he's talking about, um, oh yeah, he's talking trolls. about the cave trolls. I think there was somebody else talking about the dragon, but, um, but I, I yeah, yeah. And so we get, you know, we, we get Bilbo in the second movie and then we get a 18 year old Elijah Wood. This was his first this was like his mm-hmm. first major film, and I think it was only his second film. Period. What? He was in Flipper. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm the talking good about son. this is like, but no, he wasn't. Was he? Yes, he was in a good son. Major. He was in a good son. But I'm talking about like his second like major. film. Oh, this yeah, was like yeah. his first like major film. Like he was, he was, he was going to carry Black a whole franchise. Yeah, it was yeah, his breakout yeah, yeah. role. Like his, I mean, yes, yes, I love where you become a household yeah, name because yeah. after this. He could literally do whatever the hell he wanted to for the rest of his career, which he quite he yeah, took he that sad. quite literal because all he does now is indie films and just the most random shit possible. Uh, yeah, he got that money to do whatever he wants. I think the young, I think I think a young Elijah Wood brought some brought some youth to, to the story that that childlike wonder. But uh, from my understanding, I think he's actually Frodo's supposed to be like fifty years old. Like, he's like the oldest person yeah. in the it's, it's funny because they wanted to do The Hobbit instead of Lord of the Rings because The Hobbit technically comes first, yeah. you know, obviously. It's thinking. Bilbo. Bilbo's story. But they were like, well, that's a child's story. It's a child's book. We want something more mature, more <laughs> serious to go off of. Mm-hmm. And that's why they did Lord of the Rings first. Yeah, it's really... That actually brings me to a point. So it's really interesting. So when Peter Jackson first approached studios about doing... The Hobbit, they were like, we need something a little more serious. So he was like, okay, Lord of the Rings, but if I do Lord of the Rings, I want to do three movies. And almost every studio he approached was like, make it no more than two movies. If you can, make it one movie. 
Ugh, and he gross. said no. And he was going on at this for a few years. And he finally mm-hmm. found a studio that agreed with him that it needed to be three movies. And honestly, I know the movies are long. And that's like, that seems to be most people's major gripe with the movies. But yeah. I cannot imagine these this being condensed down into one film. No, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> it would be it's a, you, you wouldn't get any any of the nuance. It would just be battles and battles and battles. And no, yeah, that sounds they, great on the yeah. page, but you know, get that character stuff in there. It just it feels like three separate parts. Like there really is a beginning, middle, end, and it does feel like the first movie is the beginning. The second movie is kind of where you get all of the t- tension, and then that's kind of let out in the third. I mean, I don't think that yeah. would be really pushed. And then into. and then you take all three of them, and it's like the perfect hero's journey yeah. film. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I think I think Agreed. for so. me, the, the fact that Fellowship of the Ring is the first film that actually becomes a detriment to it because it does feel like a first film. Like it's obviously setting up mm-hmm. for something more. So there's, there, there's not as much to this story as, as the rest of the series would, would let us know about. That's true. It also, yeah. that also appears in the Hobbit series, even though I don't yes. do think that could have been like two movies oh, yeah. instead of yeah. three, because the third, they wanted their money. I mean, sorry, <laughs> the first movie is just drawn out. And so is the third. Um, and I guess Lord of the Rings, you feel that kind of in the first movie, but it's nothing compared to the Hobbit. Yeah, I admittedly I fell asleep in the middle of the last Hobbit movie, and yeah. uh, I don't think I've actually seen the ending of it. Um, I, I think it was like after Smog died. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> the book's been out for yeah. I think the second oh, movie. So, someone always comments. The best one. Uh, since like I think he finished the first Hobbit, the Hobbit. I think he finished like right after World War One. <laughs> So it's been out no, for just, a while. just a little bit. Just, just, just trying to be my missus. He didn't put it down on Twitter. When the thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our listeners. They had that one G network. <laughs> that one G network. <laughs> yeah, like I said, my father read it as a child, and he's seventy. And actually, um, I remember, you know, in uh, middle school, I guess when these movies started coming out was middle school, and. I remember my brother freaking spoiling the end of it for me. Wait, what did he say? what did he tell you? Of course he I mean, would. He told me there's about a lot the going the on. Movie. Oh, okay, so he okay. Where the elves take Bilbo and everything? No, uh, when when Gollum the birds? is thrown into the fire. Oh, that yeah. part. Okay, meant the and it's like it's like I knew they were books, but like <laughs> at this point in my life. I didn't really read a lot, and I was like, I want to watch the movies. And my brother, like, right before we went to see the third movie, he's like, the way they destroy the ring is, and he explains it. And I'm like, you... Mm. I was so pissed. It's... Yeah. I, I remember when people were watching this movie, everybody was talking about, like, oh, well, you know, this is only the first part, and, you know, there's going to be two more movies. And I'm just like, hold up, fam, What? <laughs> I just I'm a sucker for long drawn out movies, long boring movies. Oh, you and Brad uh, have something in common. Uh, <laughs> Is that why you both like Abominable? <laughs> she did not like Abominable. I don't think any, I don't think any sane human being likes Abominable. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we should actually get down that's, into that's sort of breaking best. down bits of the movie. Um, as okay. stated, you know, this beginning the movie opens up very similar to any epic fantasy. 
it gives you a background to the struggle that's going on in this world and tells how Sauron created the one ring to rule them all by infusing his power into it. And then people legitimately fought each other to the death to get said ring from him, um, including him. Yes. Yeah. And, and can we can we also acknowledge like when I, I really do feel like the way they introduced Gandalf in the movie is one of the best introductions yeah. in like cinema history. I think like it, it felt so organic. And it was a good Shout way of saying, of like introducing Gandalf as opposed to being like, oh, this is a wizard, yeah. Gandalf. It was like, yeah, it, no, was so it, it was, it was great because yeah. after we get this, this epic scene of explaining the ring, we then go to the Shire and we meet Gandalf for the first time. And he's interacting <laughs> with, you know, the, the denizens of the Shire. And that's where we, we begin to understand he has this relationship with Bilbo. Like they are old friends. And from yeah. what, from my reading, and this is two things. One, there seems to be a general understanding within the Lord of the Rings community that no one actually knows what the hell the One Ring does. <laughs> like, no one actually knows what it does. <laughs> you know, it does the thing. The yeah. thing yeah. that we have so, to prevent. So the understanding is the things we see the ring do are because both Gollum and Frodo have no actual power. But the ring itself magnifies whatever actual power you have by that of Sauron's. So anyone who has significant power, such as Galadriel, could nuke the planet if she felt like it with it. Isn't it just, well, it isn't it just basically an evil ring that kind of saps out all of your energy? Because that's basically what happened to Gollum. I mean, he became this... But he also shriveled. became immortal. Yeah, it's a mort- it leaves you um, this shriveled version of yourself, but you live for... Ever. I mean, and I guess you could break that down. Why did they become invisible? It's like but, suffering. But, but, yeah, but, but yeah, I was going to say, so my understanding of do. the immortality thing is that because of... Yeah, because of the... Because you don't have power, it, it gives you the invisibility, it gives you the mortality. But if you actually have power, it does other things too. But that's just something within the, the, the whole mm-hmm. community. And then the second thing is... So, from my research doing on this movie, just because I was just like, all right, this movie is about four hours long. Um, at this point, I'm 20 minutes in. This is going to be a thing. So, I found <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it's like Ian McKellen did not interact with the actual cast. Because Gandalf is supposed to... Wait, He what? did not what? interact with the cast. That's, no, no, yeah. that's that's the Hobbit. No. That's in the no, Hobbit. No, they did it in this one, too. Because the... Because the... No, because... Yeah, it's actually... I actually wouldn't have read about it. Because uh, okay. like, he did... Okay, so, so I'm... You know, I could yeah. be wrong, but, like, I actually remember reading some... Like, reading through, just like you did the research. Um, I remember... When The Hobbit first came out, I was reading an article about it and how he broke down into tears filming it because he was like, this is not why I became an mm-hmm. actor, because they leaned so much on the on the special effects that the in almost every scene that he is in, he is in front of a green screen with no one else. Well, see, and that wasn't that's, that's what I wasn't and, getting at here. He didn't interact with the other cast. He interacted with stand ins who were essentially actual little people. Because they wanted him to be in scale to that of the hobbits. So everyone he's interacting here with is either one, a, a legitimate little person, or a child that they placed right. so the camera can see them from the back. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay. So, well, that makes sense. I think that would be the whole... 
Actually, my dad asked a dumb question when the movies were coming out. Like, when the third movie came out, he was like, oh, man, it took three years. I wonder if they had to film it all at once so they wouldn't grow. (laughs) 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 I mean, theoretically, they did film it all at once, but... (laughs) They did, but, like, then they do, like, follow-up shots before, yeah. Yeah, so, that's I, hilarious. I, just, I remember that. That's funny. Hey, so I want to backtrack a little think... bit about the powers of the ring. Okay. Yes. So if if Brad wore it, would it give him super alcoholic powers? That, that is. I meant he could drink anyone I mean, under the table. Well, Brad can already do that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, but I'm like, just saying, <laughs> if it has the power of Sauron and whatever the hell he does, it would just be mean and scary I mean, and. Spoiler alert, he dies again. I mean, <laughs> so what? I've become Austin. I mean, I, I, would, I would assume my assumption is the ring would turn Brad into landfill. That, that Brad would become landfill. That's my assumption. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to figure out what my powers would be if I. I, I, I would write Lord of the Rings. That would <laughs> be <laughs> Yeah, I do turn into like Snow White. She already is? Uh, so yeah, she, control animals. <laughs> she becomes like, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, I already am. I was like, I we're, we're, I was like, so we are at this point where Ivy. One of our first dates, you fed Squirrel. I know, that was one of our first <laughs> dates. I fed Squirrel my breakfast. See, here's that bullshit I was talking about. <laughs> Ivy wakes up every morning and animals bring her, her like slippers and her daily clothes yeah. and they're like pressing it for her with like tiny heated leaves. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. She has that elf bread. <laughs> <which is, laughs> Maybe that's why I was obsessed with elves because they were so in tune with nature and animals. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I doesn't even need I an Uber. She walks outside and just like a herd of deer. Like, yo, where you going? We got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, oh, I can be Radagast. Oh lord. The herd of bunnies. <laughs> oh my I'll sled with a herd of bunnies. <laughs> That's amazing. Speaking of bunnies, speaking of bunnies, um, I got a recipe for rabbit and gravy. No. <laughs> from, uh, from, a Cajun right co- from a Cajun I'm cookbook. Happy. I'm happy with Cajun. I mean, Cajun Chris is going to eat that damn rabbit eventually. That's just what been established at this point. Well, Chris will eat the rabbit and then Ivy, then the Ivy will murder him. <laughs> that's, that's what we've just, that's what we've just covered at this point. I wouldn't eat their yeah, rabbit. Yeah, y'all eat never see Chris again. These are the facts. Of uh, the world's probably better off, anyways. Um, but <laughs> so I do, I do have a question for everyone, real quick. No. Out of so no. in the Fellowship of the Ring, because I mean throughout the entire trilogy, we are introduced to new characters in each film, but the core kind of stays <laughs> the same. So out of the core, the actual Fellowship of the Ring, who is y'all's favorite? I was gonna oh. ask that. Um, I'll say. Well, I do. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you? Well, let's have Ivy start. Gandalf. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. Oh, 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 I was just about to ask the that. Gray. <laughs> the gray, just because I feel like he was a little more comical and just a sweet old man that um, anyone could relate to, but also is one of the most powerful people on Middle Earth. Just kind of cool, but um, I will admit, when I was little girl, I had a huge crush on Legolas. 
obviously. And he was my favorite. But then I grew up. And Gandalf became my favorite. Chris, that is your competition. And and like he's beating you. Yeah. Who? Well, like yeah, Lego hair Bloom. compared to Chris's hair. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> actually Lego dad is smoking. <laughs> well, I know so, who I need to kill. Thrandwill. So I know who his daddy is. Oh. <laughs> That's um. Okay. Well, uh, I you know when I was a little kid. And watching the movie because the things, the scenes that intrigued me the most were the fight scenes. Um, I definitely was mm-hmm. a legless kid, as you know. I was just like, he's so cool because like he was like rapid firing arrows and like stabbing people with arrows. And I thought it was so awesome. Let's be real, he was on another planet. Yeah, but he was, he was awesome. But rewatching it, um, I like Aragorn. Uh, like I like yeah. Aragorn or Strider. Like both of them, both the Rangers. Are my my favorite characters because I feel like they're well they're 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 the same yeah I mean they're the same but they're they're showing no they're the same person yeah but Strider yes like yeah Strider and Aragorn are the same yeah person. sorry the, you know what I mean Viggo Mortensen um so that's yeah that so um but yeah so what I was saying is like the the, the Ranger characters were the characters that I. That I liked the most this time around because I felt like they were mirror images of one another. One version was what happens if you're corrupted by the ring, and you, you're letting like, you know the, the. Oh, you're talking about uh, you're talking about Boromir. Yes, Boromir. Um, the one who yeah. died at the, the end. And yeah. and so um, yeah, Spoiler so word. yeah, it's just that that whole idea of one person becoming corrupted um, by the want for the power of the ring, while the other one remains pure and fights it off. And I thought that was, you know, so cool, especially, you know, at the end where, you know, Aragorn's best friend dies and he just looks up and he's just like, we got a job to do, guys. Like, he like does not even face him. Yeah. He's like, we got a job to do. <laughs> well, Boromir is just human yeah. and Aragorn, Aragorn is, is like old, half. He's like the old one is what, something like that. I can't remember. Because how old is he he's when he's 80? in the, He's like 80 something. Yeah. He's like half elf or something? Um, no, he's like part of. Well, I, yeah, because he doesn't look eighty. It in the, they explain it in the second movie, especially in the extended cut. They actually get into it. Yeah. Um, and obviously in the books they explain it. I can't remember exactly what the whole thing is. I know it's not elf. It's yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. And did, did Liv Tyler and, like give him life well, or something? According to this, no. they call him man. He's just. Yeah, it's it's something else. I can't remember, but uh, so him and Boromir, they weren't really friends, but they were from the same city. But the and Boromir actually hated Aragorn until his yeah. death because uh, yeah, I felt there was a nice father, connection at the end. Yeah, Boromir's father was the keeper of the throne, whereas Aragorn is supposed to be the one true king <laughs> of the of that city, and. Boromir is kind of saying, like, you abandoned your people, so I have no respect for you. So Boromir mm-hmm. always tried to, like, not really under- undermine. Yeah, he tried to undermine, but, like, he he wouldn't do it in a really, like, he wouldn't, like, come out and just do it. He'd kind not of, like, try to, way. yeah, he'd tiptoe around it and try to undermine uh, Aragorn. So, yeah, they, mm. they basically, um, they just, I'm looking at it, they said he's straight up, he's human, but he descends from a, a line of like ancient people that like live longer. 
They're just they're kind of super. They're, yeah, yeah, they're kind of supernatural and kind of not, but they're they're just humans. Like, yeah, they. Yeah, they they went through and explained it in, in the book. He's black. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and he lives till like he's 150 or something like that. Or which also just black people are like I'm 150. Right. Like I must say, in a quick quick side note though, they said Vigo Mortensen was so like when he got this role, so like proud of it and he took it so seriously mm-hmm. he said he never came out of character like he walked around set with his weapon and his <laughs> armor and they're like and they're like he I took care it. of the weapon like he was like okay. shining and sharp like he was doing everything we need, he was there we need to point out the most epic part of this film because all the lord of the rings films have really cool tidbits of behind the scenes yeah. information um so real quick i'm just gonna <laughs> jump to the end of the film because this is so badass Okay. Okay. Um, so when uh, Aragorn is in the showdown with the Urukai, that's uh, how you say the it. The, <laughs> the U word. The the leader throws the knife at him, and he deflects <laughs> it with a sword. Right. Mm-hmm. That was actually a mistake. The knife he was he was supposed to throw. The makeup was getting <laughs> in his eyes. He was supposed to completely <laughs> miss. And that was a real knife. <laughs> and frickin' the actor... Uh, Vito Mortensen. Vito Mortensen. Yeah, thank you. He actually deflected it with his sword. Like, actually. Uh, that is awesome. Because badass. he didn't want to die. How badass do you have to be? He probably actually killed the actor with his sword, too. (laughs) In my opinion, they cast correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was great. Uh, He he deserves more roles. Uh, Chris, who's who's your favorite character in the fellowship? I haven't been paying attention for the last five minutes. (laughs) We can tell. (laughs) But who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite character in the the, the main group? Gimli. I knew it was going to be Gimli. I knew it was. see that. You know, I, I, I was thinking I was thinking Chris was either gonna say Gimli or he was gonna say um Legolas. One of the Hobbit set parties. No, I, I thought he was gonna say Gimli or Legolas. He he chops things. Yeah. He chops things and like would most likely have a turkey leg in the other hand. Like how could you hate that? <laughs> Which there's this um D D Shout out to Smoke Turkey. There's this D and D slash Lord of the Rings inspired comic mm-hmm. book called Skull Kickers that Chris would absolutely love because the main characters are like this really buff ass gunner, and then a I shit you not a Gimli excerpt. Like they just took him out of Lord of the Rings and put him into this this comic book. What's the setting? It, 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 no, it's a medieval setting, um, but they they do have a gun, okay. but nobody understands how the gun works. So, and only the gunner does, so mm-hmm. people will try to take the gun from him and shoot themselves in the face. Because <laughs> it just, like, fires on it. Because <laughs> no one has an idea of how it works. One thing. <laughs> one thing funny. I did like about The Hobbit was all the references to The Lord of the Rings. And especially with Legolas and Gimli. Because Legolas, obviously, is much older than Gimli. Um, as being an elf. He was... Uh, was it his grandfather? Gimli's grandfather? No, Gimli's father. Gimli's father. He was looking That's at a photo... Yeah, he was looking at a photograph of his son, and he's like, who is this, like, this old, I guess, what is it, ugly dwarf or something? Yeah. And he's like, That's my wee lad, Gimli! <laughs> 
and then he becomes which, best which friends. I, with I thought Finley. it was so funny that they they got the same actor to play both father and son. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> Smart move. Like, and, like it's, funny. I, I thought it's completely awesome. Um, but then you have obviously you have it's Legolas cool. who is uh, eight hundred. I think he's eight hundred eighty-eight years old. Like. Something like that. He's been out there. That's why he has like really good hair because he spent centuries perfecting it. Whereas I only spent yeah, a few I mean, decades. I mean, his washing, that, that conditioner, like, like his washing conditioning cycle, man, it's it's on point. I'm just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. it's all organic. He, he very, it's Elven he leaves. Very clearly, Elven leaves Dr. and uh, product. White wine. And the braids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I gotta agree. I think my favorite character is probably uh, Aragon. I think that's gonna be my favorite. I like that he has like, mm-hmm. like an arc. Yeah. Like he starts from nothing and he becomes a king that's, at the end. That's true. He accepts his destiny, and I think that's. It, it's one of the only characters in it that has a full arc, and mm-hmm. I like that as a character. Yeah. Like, and it, I think it's you know very interesting because especially, you know, before we ever get to them, we get introduced to. Samwise, and then the uh, the other two mm-hmm. hobbits, which I can't ever remember their names. Well, and those those are Mary and yeah, Pippin, Mary and Pippin. And those are my two favorite uh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mary and Pippin. And I, full of a joke. They're 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 hilarious. They are the comic relief, and they also kind of have an arc throughout the movie, because or throughout the movies, because first movie they're like strictly comic relief. They can't really do anything right. They just want to drink. Or steal vegetables. Um, <laughs> yeah, or steal, like, vegetables. And then you get to, like, the second movie, and they're still kind of comic relief, but they're they're a little bit more ingrained in the story. And then by the third movie, they are, like, true warriors. They're willing to put their lives on the line. They yeah. They really do have, like, a full arc, even though... Throughout all three, they do still qualify as the comic relief. I absolutely love that. And I think that, for me, those two are, like, my two favorite characters in The Lord of the Rings, uh, especially the first movie. Um, When we go into the other movies, I kind of, like, my character preferences change, but they definitely are the two stars. Well, I I think you see a little, you see a lot more of that, like, action-centered version of them in this movie, too, because... You know, by the time they go into the, the mine that Gimli's cousin owns, and they have to fight the cave troll, you know, they have that moment where, I can't, I think it's Frodo gets hurt, and all of a sudden, the, you know, the, the, the two hobbits look at each other, they both shrug, and then they just, like, hop off the ridge onto the cave troll and just start stabbing. The and they just start stabbing. And then they save Frodo again when the Urukai come. At the near the end of the movie, and Frodo is about to run away on yeah. his own. And they kind of get a distraction of sorts. Yeah, it's, yeah so. you see a little bit that that they are actually very brave individuals, despite the first time we mm-hmm. see them. <laughs> despite the first time we see them, we see them directly. I actually don't oh, wow. know. My, my wife doesn't know mine either. Yeah, I was like, my wife doesn't know mine either. Uh, <laughs> but the first time, first time we see the other two hobbits, as well, not the other two, the other three hobbits, are is right, you know, cons- it's basically after Gandalf rolls into town, Bilbo has his 111th birthday party where he's regaling people with stories and there's fireworks, and then Frodo ends up setting out on the course with the ring. 
after you know a lot of exposition and things mm-hmm. happening. Um, and so once Frodo's leaving, we then get Samwise, his gardener, chasing after him, you know, to join him on this, Samwise. join him on this journey. And I love Samwise. Um, we all deserve a Samwise right? as a friend. We, we all need a Samwise, yeah. I actually yes. had to look up. I was like, why does this man keep calling him Mr. Frodo? <laughs> like, he doesn't, like, like, I, like, I love He's all y'all. Like, oh, I thought it was just like a and, perspective. And that, it is, yeah, that is, it's just respect. <laughs> so essentially what's going on is Frodo and Merry and Pippin are both, they're all three of them are from technically like high society families or families of status in the Shire. Yeah, the yeah, they're part of the Toots, and then Frodo comes from all three of their family lines. So he technically he's, so this technically he's like at the top, top. So that's why you know Samwise is he's essentially a commoner, and his dad was Bilbo's gardener, and yes. now Samwise is Frodo's gardener. So therefore, it is just a respect thing. But I'm just like, if I fight alongside you and we nearly die a couple times together. Bruh, you ain't about to be calling me mister. I owe you a beer after this. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he saves his ass. That's me on the podcast. Like 50 times. Oh my hey, god, can, can we... Can, can we someone lend me $300 for a fight? No, sword? Chris. No. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, wait. No, wait, no, wait. we can Real all quick. chip in. There is, there is a brewery in Connecticut. And this beer's kicking in, on by their, the way. On their website, they sell sort a medieval jealous. sword. For how much? Uh, it's like $400. This is mm, cheap. Let's get Chris's. Viking Swords <laughs> cheaper. Uh, okay, yeah. Divided by five. Yeah, it's like, what, $60? And we all just take I turns mean, sharing it? I mean, my birthday's coming I mean, up, y'all. It is. It is. It is. Um, Chris needs a Viking name. So, That's what it is. Is. So, so once we meet the other hobbits, we then get introduced to the idea of the wraiths that are chasing Frodo coming after the ring. Oh my God. And those give us some very intense moments mm. over the course of the movie, and especially over the course of like the next hour or so, because that's kind of the crux of it. It's Frodo needs to run from the race, the race catch up, Frodo has to find a way out. And that's actually how we get introduced to Aragorn too. Because once they make it to that, that little town, yeah, yeah, yeah. he saves their lives. Um, can I just and, give props to that one scene come? where they're hiding in the alcove and like the wraith is oh, crawling yeah. over it? So, like, yeah. Anytime I write a script, I try to figure how to put that in there. Even if it's like a legal <laughs> drama about, you know, children, there's always someone's going to be like, I agree. Like, like the ring rates, they are like, especially for an introduction movie. Yeah, they they make like kind of the perfect villains because they aren't quite dangerous enough to be like mm-hmm. big bads of the movie, but they're like not so not dangerous. They aren't like yeah. orcs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Throughout the rest of what? the movie, I'd be more afraid of these wraiths. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. There's something ethereal about them. Like, I feel like they could transform into orcs in any second, or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They just just kill you by. Yeah. Looking at them, I, I think that's what it is. Like, I feel an orc. I definitely know exactly how it would kill me, but I'm not really sure how the wraith yeah. would kill me. Like, I, I imagine it would stab me, but like <laughs> some other like soul yeah, sucking. I think, I think it's like a, I think it's like like a soul rending thing because it seems like every time the wraith show up in the movie, like like the world just like goes to a dead stop every time the wraith show up. Like all life. Yeah. Yeah. Like the more important thing is how do you kill a wraith? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know how to kill Which an orc. Happens, I mean. But- like oh, I, I feel oh, if I shot Chris, an orc, man, you it would die. I mean, I'm just here. Yeah, it's almost done. Oh, it's done, right? I, oh, I've poured out the last little bit of this bottle. 
Yeah, that's oh, what I was man, thinking. Yeah, that's how you throw a wraith with that add, bottle. I'm going to add a noise for you as well. Thank you. Honestly, though, when the first wraith Wait, what's is the really noise? killed, it's the most epic moment. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a, uh, a soundbite of you, uh, buddy, saying, <laughs> So, 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 can I, can I get a soundbite real quick, buddy? Okay. <clears throat> Kagome, y'all! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I do you were saying after I finish this I might start saying weird shit so uh yeah yeah no it's you know it's it's kind of interesting because like you said that's where a lot of attention comes from is the idea of these these race chasing after them which leads us to meeting Aragorn which leads them to realizing hey in order to get Frodo to this damn volcano we need we need people to help him and therefore we we get to the fellowship and we get you know the the whole council scene and where it's like I lend you my axe and my bow, <laughs> and like, and you know, like the, the true like epic fantasy, you know, nice. nonsense. Um, and apparently, I think Chris has a conspiracy theory about that. Uh, all right, Chris, let's. But well, well, oh god. Oh, this is unrelated to anything you just said. <laughs> oh, great! Second conspiracy. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Oh, we've been. Chris and I have been working on these. Oh, okay. Is this like a conspiracy that we should save for a tavern episode? Because no, it, it's one of the okay. ones related, kind of. Okay. Matter of fact, about the Eagles. Hold, hold on. Okay. Okay. You, you pose your you pose your conspiracy theory to Ivy, so that way she can crush you out instead of me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. There, there is a Hollywood conspiracy. Against Sean Bean because uh, any time oh. he plays in a uh, indie movie, you know these medieval type things, they just go off and kill the dude. What the hell? Early that's movie. I think that's just Early. his contract. Well, no, well, yeah. Well, you know, people turn One that into a joke. Movies, he doesn't die. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, right. like saying, maybe like in the credits. So I'm just sorry, saying he died in this movie. Lord all, in he, Game of he Thrones. He damn well died in Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Well, he dies in James Bond. Yes. Oh, that's right in Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Holy shit! They killed him. Killed him. They dropped a satellite on his face. <laughs> yes, they did. Like he was. They gone. didn't drop a satellite. They dropped a radio telescope on his yes. face. Yes. So yes. there's the most famous radio telescopes against Sean yes. Bean because Hollywood just doesn't like him because uh, you know he has bitchin' hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a thing for like his last TV show. It, the hashtag mm-hmm. wasn't the TV show's title. It was hashtag Save Sean Bean. That's like, <laughs> he's like the main character of this TV show too, which I thought was pretty uh, hilarious. Uh, I, I was also going to suggest um, maybe we should discuss what we would lend to the Fellowship as a um, if Gimli okay. has his axe and Legolas gives his bow. What, what do we give? Um, me, because I know I am a coward, I will give them $30 of Shire money. <laughs> you have $30. <laughs> Here's 30 gold um, coins. Okay, I like that. Uh, Ivy, what, what would you, what would you, what would you be able to contribute to the fellowship? <laughs> My rabbits. I don't know, maybe I'd be just like a map reader. I really like maps. Reading maps. Oceanography. Reading maps. The rivers that wait, they can wait, take. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, like the best. What if, path. Ivy, what if Ivy's just like, but she's just like squirrel. Aquaman in that world? Like, she, it was like we can we can travel along the oh, beaches. Can you the imagine beach. the sea life got us. They got us. We do it. <laughs> Let's just some fish and shellfish to attack. Sorry, uh, <laughs> no. our orcs cannot get close yeah, enough like to I attack. Yeah, like I said, I'm Radagast, so I'll just have the animals attack. I mean, they, they, I mean yeah, you can say it's like 
I mean, you, you can do it like uh, the Pied Piper of Hamlin, so it's like, I lend my flute. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She gives, this is my armored scroll. <laughs> I used to play violin, I about, so... I was about to say, I was like, don't joke, yeah. there is a monster in Magic that just came on the last, like, two cycles. It is legitimately an indestructible squirrel. That, that is... It's a legendary oh creature. Uh, What's its name? Amazing. Like, no, I can't remember. I, its name starts with a T. I'll put it in the group chat, but... It's actually a pretty good commander if you're playing commander if you want to do a Voltron setup, but that's a whole different thing. Um, yes. A whole different level. I'll introduce it to my legendary twenty-two. <laughs> so Avery, what would you lend to that? Um, I would probably lend. Uh, I'll be my fist since martial arts is my thing. This so, Yeah, I was like either that or a big ass law book. I'll just use it as a shield for everybody. You cannot carry this. <laughs> I'm assuming Chris would lend his gun. <laughs> yeah, it's 22. Can you or imagine? Like, it, it would be recipes. one movie. It would literally be one movie <laughs> at that point. I can I can just imagine the orcs popping up and Chris just like, tap, tap, tap. I'm just saying, you get a good. I'm just saying, like. The one shotgun will rule them all. <laughs> you know, that, you know uh, what's going to win? Like. A tiny thin armor that's supposed to deflect the sword, or like uh, my 44. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a wrap. Like, yeah. yeah. speaking, speaking of which, uh, shout out to uh, people who bring guns to knife fights because uh, you're the smart one. I'm also getting really drunk here. Did you imagine you bruise? Oh man, like, we're recording back to back episodes tonight. This, this is going to be All right, Brad, Brad, what would you oh, be able yeah. to contribute to the fellowship? <laughs> Oh, what would I be able to contribute to the fellowship? Ooh. Um, nothing. My ale. <laughs> he would write the story after. I'd, yeah, he would. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be like the. No, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of be like I'd be like the um, the war journalist. You know, the guy who goes in the. Like yeah, the yeah. yeah. You have my pen. Just documenting everything that's you? said, every kill. So. I'd, I I'd be the way I'd contribute is keeping track of Gimli and Legolas's yeah. kills. Yes, okay. that is was, very important. And they'll keep them alive. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say at this yeah, point, yeah. so Brad, whenever I decide to crush an orc under the weight of my uh, Contracts 101 book, they <laughs> 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 so just leave Avery's Brad book there. He's like, hey, guys. To decide whether an elephant still counts as one. Uh, wow. <laughs> just. The, the elephant counts as one. The people individually, you would have to count them. But, I think. Taking down an elephant. Um, either that or, yeah. I'd, or I'd... That counts as three, probably. I'd, I'd co- uh, counsel um, Mary and Pippin on their drinking. You know, I, you would. after, after you hearing would. these, I realized... Ivy would be the most OP member of this team. Like, legitimately the most... Yeah, she, she controls squirrels. She controls nature, dude. Like... She controlled the eagles. See, I, I told you it'd be like one, well, one movie if you count Chris's uh, Mossberg shotgun that he uses. But like, you know, if you control the animals, then like, yeah, it's a wrap. Like, you know, like, it's just a wrap. Yeah. I'll have a rabbit just run to Mordor. And yeah. I, I will cook the rabbit afterwards because Why? I'm hungry. Yeah, the Sauron, our forces. A, a war hero. Fine, I'll kill the deer. Damn. Really? <laughs> no, no, so speaking, speaking of, you know, what we would contribute to the fellowship. No, Chris would be a detriment to the fellowship of the rings. 
or to the to the mm. fellowship because he'd shoot the eagles. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he really would. Um, it actually makes me, you know, think. You know, so we've decided what we're going to be able to contribute to the fellowship. Um, and afterward, we get to see what the fellowship can actually do together. You know, we get to see them. We get to see them fight together in the crypt when Gimli's like, "Ah, my cousin owns a mine," and then finds out his cousin, everybody, and it's been dead for generations. Um, oh yeah, can we talk about how he processed yeah. that trauma or <laughs> did it? <laughs> like he just like. Fucked. Well, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, I guess he hadn't visited how, in the hot set. Here's how he did it. Mm-hmm. He hit on the elf queen or whatever the hell her name was. Yeah, Galadriel, Galadriel, more power yeah. to him. Yeah. Is that Don't you have Galadriel? Galadriel? He was gonna hit there. Necklace? You know, he was I do. Gonna hit there. We know. Well, I have Arwen's necklace. Arwin's necklace. I have Arwen's necklace that gives her mortal oh, life. Like, so mm, I, guess, I see it. Yeah. Is that how Steven Tyler keeps on living? Possibly. <laughs> it's got Because I, I saw him like with Aerosmith in Vegas a few years back, and like. He still looked the same, he still sounded the same. By the way, Aerosmith's kick ass, because he Aerosmith Why did you get the chance after COVID? I mean, didn't dude looks like a lady, didn't he write that shit about himself? <laughs> that was, like, that, 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 wasn't that like, like a, big, a big thing he used to say that he looked like a woman? <laughs> like, oh yeah, he turned into a hit song. Like, yeah. You gotta uh, love it. Man, so, you know, we get this... In the in the minds we get, in, in the minds we get this cool battle where just like everything is against the wall and it's also probably the most heartbreaking moment in the movie because yes we see the fight with the orcs we or we fight with the the skeletons we see the fight with the cave troll but then we get the fight with the Balrog the big ass flame oh, demon oh my god that still holds up I, the best opening though is the second movie <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, except for Gandalf stole all those experience points. Well, Gandalf, Gandalf, Gandalf pissed me off here because Gandalf straight up looked at him and was like, "You shall not pass," and then just like broke the broke the number one rule of, of RPGs. You defeat the boss, you run to the save point. You don't stay there. You go back to save point. You know some bullshit's coming up. You know some bullshit's coming up. <laughs> well, you know, in a way. Sorry. Yeah, go, Chris. I, I was gonna say he had that uh, revival spell. Yeah, he had the phoenix pocket. down. He had the phoenix yeah, down. Yeah, in a way, he did hit the save point. Maybe part of him knew what was gonna happen. That well, he was gonna I level think, up. Well, that, yeah, it was kind of that's foreshadowed. Like, like it was foreshadowed. Like that's why he also, was. This is why you don't have whips in the yeah, second. Well, I was gonna say it was foreshadowed because he was afraid to go to the mine because he left the left the idea of where the excuse me where they were gonna go up to Frodo. He's like, are we gonna take this? Are we gonna take this path, or are we gonna go to the mine? And when Frodo said the mine, you just yeah. see like the the like his face just go white. He's like, all right, that's what we do. Like he knew what was gonna happen there. Yeah. Um, which quick mm-hmm. side note, and I have to talk about this is like one of my few gripes about the movie. Can we quickly talk about that magic battle? Um, where it's like him with Gandalf and the other sorcerer, and how they're like. Eh. Oh, let me tell you, that how, fucking how was basically a judo demonstration of polls. I'm I'm about to like kind of go into the second movie real quick, but I need to give freaking props to us. Uh, um, uh, Saruman. Saruman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saruman. Uh, so, by the way, Christopher Lee did come out with a metal album late in his life. Yes, yeah. he yes. did. But in in the filming of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, he was he was stabbed in the back in one scene in the, I believe the second yes. or third movie and yes. uh, Peter Tell Jackson it. was like oh I need you to 
mime this, that, and the other, like go uh, be really dramatic about it. And Christopher Lee looked at him and was like, have you ever seen a man get stabbed in the back? Because I have. Because he was he a former spy? special ops. <laughs> he was a spy. He was special ops in World War II or something, or uh, one of the a war. He was we're talking about how that's the world's and biggest flex. Like, have you ever seen a man get stabbed in the back? Yeah, I have. <laughs> like, I just see him as dead face in it. Yeah. I, Look, I no matter the job, that. Christopher Lee understood the assignment. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, and like I understand your gripe with that scene, but at the same time, as you when you look at the movie as a whole, that scene. No, makes I, sense. I get the scene makes sense. I was just I particularly talking about, and I, I look at it from a different point of view. Like I said, I'm a martial artist, so watching <laughs> the scene, I'm just literally watching these guys do judo rolls to themselves. And I, I, I know, I know Chris is saying themselves, like, they're doing jumping kips. Like, it's like... Okay, here's the thing. Anytime you fall, that's how I default when I fall. Two, I've never been hit by magic unless it's like this magical beer that I'm drinking from Jester King Brewing. Nice plug. Nice plug there. <laughs> that's that's going to knock you out. Hit by magic. But, uh, What's the ABV on that beer? What? Yeah. What's the ABV on that beer, by the way? Uh, so it's 8.6 and it's, uh... And it's, a, it's a 22 yeah, it's... ounce, right? Uh... Whatever the hell one pound I don't think you should be able to read by I... the end of the night. <laughs> okay, I can still read it's a because... Wine bottle <laughs> no. yes. Basically. Yeah, it's like a wine bottle size. But, I think it's you know, huge. Because I... You can use it to fight off intruders. I was gonna say, well, my, my, my gripe <laughs> with... True story. That's how they, uh, that's how they, uh, you know, beat yeah. orcs in the yeah. Shire. <laughs> Why what were you I was saying, about to say, I was like, you know, my gripe with the old man fight aside, um, <laughs> after, after we get the Clint, you know, just heart, actually, I want to talk about this real fast, because Ivy Siskinen, you know, our dude is your favorite character. And mm-hmm. yeah, Gandalf. and so like, how does that hurt? Like, how did that feel rewatching that, knowing you're gonna have to talk about it later <laughs> to relive the trauma? Well, when I was a kid, oh my god, I was devastated. <laughs> and it's funny because Cat, my best friend, who is loves Lord of the Rings now, didn't really um, an earlier stage of her life when she was a little kid growing up. She thought the first movie was the only movie. She didn't know huh. it was a trilogy. And so she Why thought... Why does that sound like such a cat? She thought Gandalf was, dead, like, dead. gone. Dead, yeah. dead. And I've always known, because of my father, you know, he's a supernatural being. Like, can he really die? You know, so that's yeah. how I comfort myself when he falls into the depths with Balrog. But yeah, that was tough because you do say goodbye to part of him, you know, and yes. you, he gains a new part of himself. So and it's he transforms, but he loses a part of himself. I mean, Gandalf being Gandalf the Grey is different, and it has different responsibilities than being Gandalf the White. So it was kind of like a funeral should have happened because he did die and he transformed into a different different yeah. person and, and basically. I, I also feel like I need to point this out. Uh, when the first film came out, I was really heavy into Warhammer and Games Workshop. And Games Workshop actually makes a 
tabletop miniature game based on Lord of the Rings. It is the Lord of the Rings tabletop miniature game. And on on brand, Chris has. Um, I, I was like, on, Chris, Chris I was has like, to on take brand. As soon as the words off. Warhammer come up, Chris takes his headphones off. On brand. Yeah. Um, uh, well, they they do the the tabletop miniature game for Lord of the Rings, and I remember when the movie came out. The next day, I went into my local shop because there was a Warhammer tournament that I was attending, and they had the Balrog miniature. <laughs> and I was sitting there like. How big oh was my it? god! Um, it was like like yay big. What was it? Really... Ooh, okay. Because I was like, was it like a Forge World model or was... no? This would have been back in the day, so it would have been one of the metal model or was it resin? It it was no, it okay. was plastic. Because I was like, I know I know they used to do the Lord of the Ring ones in the metal, but <laughs> uh, for certain ones, if they were talking about major characters, it was metal. If they were talking about minor characters or like. Just basic mm-hmm. grunts. It was plastic. The Balrog happened. I think actually the Balrog was a oh, mix. Okay. <laughs> and I remember walking in and seeing that and being like, "I want that figure, but it's seventy dollars." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah. and so, Chris, you can put your headphones back on. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like that. That whole scene, I do remember, like that, like frightening the hell out of me as like like a ten year old. Yeah. Um, because like it oh, was like yeah. just this moment of like intense fear and intense drama because you didn't know what was was mm-hmm. happening and then the moment right afterwards it's like overwhelming grief where just no one knows what to do oh yeah and they, they kind of just have to decide to to you know it actually brought something <laughs> up afterwards when brad and i watched it for like the third time together yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> about that was the whole grief thing you see the hobbits just totally devastated crying <laughs> could barely get up after and, and all too. boromir boromir was but he wasn't like the hobbits they were all just stricken with grief whereas aragorn legolas boromir they were all standing they boromir showed a little more emotion but most of the time they just had these kind of blank expressions of sadness but the hobbits, they were just on the ground, crying, yeah, holding the each hobbits other. Are, like, innocent. And it like I see, yeah, like Brad said, they're innocent and almost childlike, and it showed in that scene the childlike, you know, grief that they were showing. But yeah, I thought that was and interesting. I, I think it also like showed their connections yes. to the character because I mean the first time mm-hmm. we see Gandalf is him going to the Shire and putting on firework shows and everybody knows him and everybody loves when he shows up. Yeah. So it's like a family, you're losing a family member. <laughs> that was just the end of the calendar. Definitely. And so, you know, I think that was, you know, kind of interesting because especially that grief seems to be the, the impetus for what comes next is when, you know, obviously when they go through the forest and, you know, they meet the Lazarus people and... You know, mm-hmm. they, they enter, you know, essentially the home of the elves and whatnot. And uh, then we have... It's interesting. No, go Sorry. for it. It's interesting because Galadriel is very close with Gandalf. And we see that, I think, more in The Hobbit, actually. In The Hobbit movies and in the book. Um, but she has a really special relationship with Gandalf. Like, very intimate and so I thought that was interesting that they went to see her right after yeah. he died in the hub. In the yeah, I was about to say, like, that was interesting. And then the, the moment that Frodo has with her in the middle of the night, 
That that was straight up nightmare fuel. <laughs> Where like she flips out on him and just becomes like this this being of darkness for a hot second. <laughs> and right. You know, I, I feel it's one thing people don't really talk about is like how scary the movie was for like 15 seconds. Like moments like that, or when um, I, I think it's oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Frodo. Not Frodo, Bilbo, when his face like oh, retracts and he turns into like a monster for a second. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah, where oof. he like almost becomes yeah. Smeagol. Yeah. 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 Like with, with no warning and like the whole movie's like action adventure and then like yeah, and you're like whoa. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I I love those little moments because it gives you like a little jolt of energy and it just shows how the ring really corrupts people. Yeah, it's, you know? she, actually does that. she actually does that in The Hobbit too. She goes all dark for a minute. For, so for me, it was a scene. For me, it was a scene when they're on the road and right before they meet Aragon, and then the raiders. Come oh yeah. Through. Oh, oh yeah. The yeah, that was cool. Oh yeah, dude, that is such a classic <laughs> scene. It is so mm-hmm. intense. Peter Jackson is a horror director. Like that's he directed a lot of that beforehand. And in true to Hobbit fashion, they threw a carrot. <laughs> a carrot. <laughs> they threw a bag. I thought it was a bag full of food. Of carrots. No, it was a bag. I mean, it's probably full of... It would have been a bag full of food because they just stole it from that that farmer's whole crop. Um, Yeah. Can we just point out how hobbits just don't stop eating? Yeah. Yeah. That that metabolism, yo. Uh, So, so, uh, if if you were to go cook a hobbit food, what would it be? Like... (laughs) Ooh, all right. Of course, Chris's question is food related. Oh my god, dude. Guys, mm-hmm. watch so no Fishing with Babbage. She did Lord of the Rings special. Wait, wait. Are, are hobbits vegetarians? Because it seems like they are. Uh, no, they, no, they, oh, okay. they eat everything. Yeah, if in one of the scenes, actually. Elves are vegetarian. Yeah, elves are vegetarian, but like in the scene where they hippies. are. Um, when they are sitting on the tower before the ring race come, mm-hmm. when the fire's lit, they're cooking sausage mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Elves are Sausage. vegan, <laughs> basically. Wow. Damn yeah. I I feel like well, hobbits are like they're like a fusion of like humans and like rabbits because like live underground. They're like short and they have like big feet. Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They would definitely eat vegetables. I definitely I guess meat. I don't know. I guess hobbit meal would be like. It's very Give balanced them a second though. Breakfast, yo. Shepherd's pie. They eat I think pretty hobbits. Oh, no, 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 Shire Shepherd's pie. Shire pie. <laughs> Shire pie. Yeah. So, so yeah. in if you go to New Zealand, uh, you can actually go to the Shire in October, and they have Oktoberfest in the yeah. Shire, Let's and stay. you can stay in the freaking Hobbit holes and stuff for the night. Do you know how badly I, I was want about to, to ask them so when you're taking Ivy? So when is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah right. I'm just waiting. It's the honeymoon. We're going to the oh. Netherlands. Well, we are we are supposed to get married in October, so. Me. Oh, Oktoberfest. Is that that's when that's supposed to happen? We will drink. October 2022. Yeah, you got to remember where we're all supposed to go because we all have to get very very messed up for Brad's wedding. We do. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't have to get sport first. Things. I mean. Uh, so, you know, it's, um, it's funny that we talk so, about diets because the very next creatures that show up are then, like, we really get to see what the Urukai can do because the next thing is actually yeah. our final battle of the movie is when the Urukai accosts the Fellowship in the forest and 
everything oh, yeah. goes but, to hell. Let's just be real. They would yeah, they, they would. Like, like they're, 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 made of, they're made of, like, dirt and mud. So, like... Can, like, we, can we, like, acknowledge how well shot and how well choreographed that entire, like, 30 minutes yeah. is? It's it's yeah. great. Cause I think it, to me, it definitely captured like the frenetic nature and like the fear. Like like Buddy was talking about how Peter Jackson did horror before. Because once you start seeing all of these orcs running up, the characters aren't thinking, "We'll fight to the death." Like Boromir's blowing horns. Like, let's go, let's go. We gotta go. Like 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 he he's not trying to fight all of them. Um, and so it's a great moment to me because you begin to see how dangerous they really are. They may not be individually dangerous, but in these straight up numbers that the Orakai have, it's it's insane. And I think it's funny because I think this is one of actually the saddest things about this whole entire series and the books as well, that the first Orakai were actually elves tortured yeah. into becoming Orakai. Oh, really? Also, it's it's really interesting. The the balance, I mean, one is completely, you know, peaceful, vegetarian, (laughs) vegan, whatever you think, um, completely light, in the light. And then the Orakai are at the other end of the spectrum, completely dark, only can think about war and fighting and violence and... That's it. Yeah, and what's what's really interesting about the Orakai and the goblins also in in the Lord of the Rings trilogy is how they're born. Because they're the like eye, in pods, it, it, right? Yeah, they're they're basically born out of like almost fungal embryos. So, so they're orcs from 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like, on steroids. So, so the way the way that the Orakai and the goblins are born is like such a I, I, I want to say, like it's it's so important to lore like even mm-hmm. though this is obviously like thick uh, fictitious universe that is so ingrained when you talk about any sort of fantasy uh, novel or story because a lot of people incorporate that idea of they're born from earth and fungal spores essentially mm-hmm. and like uh, Warhammer and Warhammer 40k do it. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Oh my god. Oh, I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, we'll, I'll figure it out later. Um, a lot of stories after this put orcs in that light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but guys, like, like, I don't want to cut it short, but before I know we need to get into <laughs> well, the movie is long. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know we need to get into deliberation. Oh, Twenty seven hundred uh, hours. Yeah, before we do, just really quickly, I want to hear everyone's favorite scene and their least favorite scene. Um, oh boy, I'll start. Um, my favorite scene is honestly in the Prancing Pony when they first encounter Aragorn. Um, because, like, you don't know who this mysterious person is that's watching them. And then Frodo, you know, the ring gets on him, and Aragorn knows everything about this ring. Knows what's happening. Knows they need to get to a safe space. Um, I find that really a great way to, you know, add Aragorn into the story. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, my least favorite scene... Honestly, it's got to be when they're trying to go over the mountain. Okay. 
Um, and part of the reason for that is I understand how powerful uh, Saruman is. However, it just seems like they kind of they could have done more with that, like showing why they needed to turn around. Mm. Because at that point, we don't really know how long they're on the, mo- uh, on the mountain for. And we don't really know if backtracking would cost them more time than continuing on. I just, I feel like, yes, okay, he's causing an avalanche, but once he causes that avalanche, there's no snow above that area to cause more avalanches to just continue through. So, like, I don't know why, but, but, like, that scene just, to me, there were better ways to make that scene more suspenseful and make it feel more real or more intense. Um, but, uh, I think, why don't you go with your favorite and Luke's favorite scene? Um, I'm going to have to say my favorite is when they meet Galadriel. Um, just, I love her. I think she's an amazing... Well, actress and woman and elf. Also, when they start using Elvish, you know, more than they do earlier on, I thought it was interesting because (laughs) I've always wanted to just learn parts of Elvish so I could, like, talk to my family and we can have a secret language and everything. And I just... I think it's amazing how Tolkien just created an entire world different languages different races of people that weren't really imagined before i mean he imagined it all himself and he put so much work into this whole story and i think we need really to mention him in this because it would we wouldn't be talking about it if he didn't exist or if he didn't create it and no one really would have created it like him um entire language it's amazing and then my least favorite part would actually probably be Brad's least favorite part because without without watching the extended edition, you would be super confused. And they're just so different that it didn't really match with one another. Like, if you weren't watching the extended edition, you'd be like, there's a random avalanche. Okay, why is that even included? But it's actually because Saruman is controlling it in the first place, but you have no no clue. So I think that was probably my least favorite as well. All right, uh, buddy, what's your favorite and least favorite scene? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I kept thinking about it. I feel like it's almost a twofer. Um, I, I feel like... My least favorite, but also my favorite, is when Boromir dies, because mm. he finally gets it right, almost, you know? Yeah. He has figured out who he wants to be That's for so his country and who he is, and he di- he dies. He does mm-hmm. the wrong thing, he tries to take the ring, and then he realizes, like, oh, that I shouldn't have done that. And as soon as he realizes it, and that realization hits him, it's too late. And so he tries yeah. to rectify himself at the end. And uses his life at the end to save everybody. And I think that mm-hmm. is, for me, it's my favorite because you see his arc and you see who he is and when he passes. But it's also that feeling where every time I think about this movie, that I go to that scene immediately. Because for mm-hmm. me, that cause you want him to live. Because like, oh, yeah. he finally got it right. Absolutely. He knows that he can be a good person. Of course. But then, boom. Uh, yeah, so that... Hmm? Sorry, but I think that's such a human fear to finally get it right and mm-hmm. then die. Or finally yeah. get it right and then something happens, you know? Right. And that's yeah, what happened exactly. to him, and that's just awful. Yeah, and I thought that was really well done, so um, I, I really enjoyed that. Hey, Chris, 
Favorite scene, least favorite scene. <laughs> Sorry, I got PBS Create on and they're like frying fish and it looks really good. Are you hungry, Chris? Didn't, you didn't tell me. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite scene. Uh, I looted. I looted. I can English tonight, guys. For now. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I alluded to it earlier, where right before Brad's favorite scene, we're on the road and they have to dodge the raiders. That the was raids. so intense. The raiders. <laughs> Whatever. Los Angeles Ranger. I'm gonna say Ivy just gave you that like nerd laugh, like <laughs> raiders. <laughs> like he doesn't know their full <laughs> name. <laughs> I, I personally don't give a shit. <laughs> Anyways, that scene, that scene's intense. I thought it was well done, and, sco- and it still scared the shit out of me as a 30-year-old adult who was really drunk when he watched this movie as well. You watched it earlier today. Chris is on second drunk. Wow, that's second drunk. I don't even... Uh least favorite scene when uh, Gandalf was on top of uh stupid. the stupid uh the stupid tower of crap or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah. Except when he's trying, Except when he's trying I mean, to escape I, I, and it's I, I, all yeah, raining yeah. and a butterfly goes away somewhere. So That's I, Galadriel. You know what? You know what? I didn't care for it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they they really did Some boss, by the way. They really didn't explain it well shit. in the movie. So I, I get I get where you're coming from, Chris. Um I, granted, I think that it, granted it's also been several, several years since I actually gone back and read the books. I think, I think yeah. that was kinda nice because it was just Galadriel trying to comfort him and talk to him in her own way. Um, and I also feel you know, like some backstory would have been great, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that scene really doesn't play well um, if you aren't looking at the trilogy as a whole. Yeah, it makes more sense when the trilogy oh, is presented also, as a whole. Also, shout out mm-hmm. to when they're in the pub and the Hobbit trilogy oh, yeah, they can the get pints and beer. <laughs> shout out to the pub. Like, I, I I recall when me and Brad went to one of those chain I. Uh, English pubs back in Houston. Ooh, and, uh, yeah, uh, what was Sherlock's. it called? Uh, Sherlock's. Sherlock's. <laughs> and, yeah, we went to Sherlock's and we sat down and we had black and Oh my god, my other favorite fantasy series. Yeah. He just like, he just, okay. like come in his own hands. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. There's nothing on earth that could have prepared me for that. <laughs> and you know what? I will be tending. I'll be attending on the YouTube because uh, is still real folks. I think he's coming. There's like more nothing than you can do with that joke. Though. You have to sit there and just let it pass through you. Like, just... <laughs> uh, well, my my favorite scene is good. actually very different than everybody's. My favorite scene is the very first time that we see Mary and Pippin, um, like when they're like like like, oh. like the like the like gigantic stalks of food and like they're stealing it and like you stick it yeah. in the ground. Like the very first time you see them, and they're like running for their lives because they've stolen food from this guy for the like the like umpteenth time, and he's finally pissed off. And they're like, "We just stole a head, of, we just stole a head of lettuce and some corn and some carrot." <laughs> oh, and then there was the, there was the some some uh, last week, and it's just like 
they're, they're, they show you like how mischievous they are, and it's it's great. I love that whole scene, especially because it leads to them kind of intertwining themselves into the adventure with Samwise and, and Mr. Frodo. Um, my least favorite scene is old man magic jujitsu. Um, <laughs> so that that was that. That's, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's fair. <laughs> so that's that's my that's my least favorite scene. But uh, I actually think I think we like we talked about the thing. So now it's time to um to to tell people how we feel about this movie. But before we do that, guys, let's take a quick second to hear about our Patreon. Hey guys, it's Avery. Before we get to the deliberation, we wanted to take a quick second to tell you about our Patreon. It's no secret that running a podcast is an expensive and time-intensive endeavor. However, you can help us continue to bring you this show, as well as assist us in making it better by subscribing to our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to our entire listening catalog, including all of our old episodes, Patreon-exclusive episodes of our chill-out show, The Tavern, episodes of our Real Play Roleplay show, The Drunken Dungeon, and so much more. Patrons also gain access to special perks, such as early access to episodes whenever possible, gaining the ability to suggest what movie we review next, getting a shout-out in a future episode, and even adding to the ever-growing list of Christmas nicknames. You guys know you want to do that. We couldn't do this podcast without your support. Every little bit helps. So, if you like what we do and want to support us, consider subscribing to our Patreon. The link can be found in the show notes. Again, thank you guys for your support, and let's get back to the show. Chris! Alright guys, uh, well thank you for joining us this week for this week's episode of Brews and Reviews. Um, at this time we're going to jump into our deliberation. The Brews and Reviews podcast does not rate films based on how good they are, but rather how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We rate films on a scale of one to five beers, with one beer being a great, that beer is only for your own enjoyment, or a five, meaning you need all the beers in order to enjoy this film. So, guys and madam, as we jump into 2001's uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, uh, we will start our deliberation with our guest, our guest of honor, Ivy. What do you rate 2001's Fellowship of the Ring? Does zero yes. exist? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. everyone gets one zero. You could use it once a year. Well, since I'm probably not going to be on here for a while, I'm going to use my zero. <laughs> Technically, we don't give the zero to guests, but I'm going to give it to you. Ivy's one of us, and I'm pretty sure if you don't, you. well, uh, you're screwed. Or lack thereof. Lack, or lack thereof. <laughs> give it to me, Brian. Well, there, there, was a, yeah. there was definitely a different way you could have said that. Um, yes. <laughs> 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 Let's go to Chris. What do you rate 2001? I broke Ivy. I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, they're making a fish burger on this DBS trade show. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm going to say that fish burger looked mighty good. I already ate dinner, but I'm getting hungry again watching this shit. I know, here's the problem, He's like, I'm, it's like 8 o'clock here, like, I'm on Grubhub, but I want it now and cheap, and I can get McDonald's, <laughs> but I want, like, a gourmet burger. I don't want a filet of fish. I want, like, a fried cod burger with aioli sauce on it and, like, coleslaw and, like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to wait till tomorrow, right, probably. Chris, when do you read this film? Uh, two. Yes. 
It's not my favorite Lord of the Rings out there. So, uh, and it's depending on what version you watch. It won't. <laughs> and you. Yeah. And quite frankly, just one beer didn't feel like enough. I, I, I can see that. And with that being with that being said, I do like it. It's not my favorite, but it, it, it's really yeah. good. I will say that. Brad. Yeah. Uh, who am I going to give? Uh, I was going to say Brad. Yeah, I was going to say Bradley too. Brad. Brad. Make yeah, the right um, choice, Brad. So say the right thing. No pressure. She's sitting right across from me. Yeah. Just gonna if, kick if you in I the shin. Rate it on a scale for for if you were to combine all of Lord of the Rings movies. No, it's just this one film. No, I, I know, I know, I understand. So, but I'm saying if I were to do all of Lord of the Rings movie as one, um, I would probably give it a point five, um, because I've already used my zero beer review for the year. However, um, I'm not looking at it as the whole. I'm looking at it as just this movie, and I'm gonna give it a one. Okay. Ivy's looking at Brad like the way oh. she looks at Chris when he has her money. I mean, it, uh, like we have to, we all have to agree this is a really great film. Yeah. Um, but for if you're looking at it as a one film movie, it is very slow. And there are definitely a few things that don't really make sense until you watch the other films. Um, I almost went 1.5 until until Fred flopped. Um, no, until uh, until I thought about the the scene with the Balrog, as well as uh, when the whole Fellowship first got together in um, Rivendell. I just I feel like both those scenes like are so amazing. They're great ways to kind of show the characters' dynamics against each other. And yeah, so one one beer for me. Um, I'm gonna throw it off to Buddy. Yeah. Um. I, I guess let's back to Brad's point. Um. As a whole, the Lord of the Rings series is really good. Um. And back to an earlier point. This is probably the slower of all three films, not because it's seven oh, days absolutely. long. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's no Two Towers, it's no Return mm-hmm. of the King, because um, th- those are just. And I guess I'm being really honest. I feel all three of those films deserved Academy Awards, but the Academy just said, you know, we can only give it to the final movie because we don't want to let everyone else be um, shivved. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I I would say um, I, I'll give it a two because. If I'm gonna judge two towers, two towers is like a zero beer. Return of the King is like a one. So in increments, I, I gotta give it like a two. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's great. Those two beers are really just for fun, just so you can really sit I back in the, the couch. I see the in Ivy's eyes. I don't know if that trends. No, I understand. I actually, like um, I like that he explained because I, the two towers I, is also my favorite. Yeah, I can it's feel great. This, I can feel the stabby rip stab stab that Ivy wants to give yeah. all of us. No, two towers is so good. Yeah, because Two Towers is, man, that one, that fight scene at the end, not yeah. that fight scene, but yeah. that war, that whole war segment at, was it, not Impel Down, that's one piece. Is that Impel Down, like there's one piece? Helm's Deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Helm's Deep, that's what it was. Man, the whole yeah. Helm's Deep sequence, Oh my God, chef's yeah. kiss. Helm's Deep and, jo- uh, yeah. Yeah, let's Helm's just review that, that segment. It reminds me of one of the war scenes in Game of Thrones, almost. <laughs> Oof, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but yes, 
I thoroughly enjoy it, but I just think the series gets so much better. The series just gets so much better mm-hmm. after uh, the Fellowship, and yeah. which is hard to do because Fellowship is good. Um, yeah, it, it's really only up from there. I actually, or less yeah, I was gonna say I'm the last one. I, buddy, has said it all. I don't even need to say it. Uh, the two towers is, is two towers is also really my favorite been. of the movies, um, and I, I, I think. <clears throat> Because <laughs> you know this this movie is very much so. Like I said, it's the first film. There's a lot of setup. It's very very long, yeah. very slow, and not a whole bunch happens. Um, and it's it's a lot of the that, it's, it's a lot good. of the journey, and I, I think that's the detriment to the film. But when you look at it from a strictly filmmaking point of view, this film set the bar. There there are definitely people out there who when they were sitting in a movie theater watching this film for the first time and said, I'm going to make movies after watching that. They saw that and was like, that's what I want to do. And I, I will give Peter Jackson his props and I'll give Tolkien his props because without both of their visions, without Tolkien for the world, not Peter Jackson for showing what film could be, we wouldn't have some of the things we have right now. So give both their roses. But as far as this film only is concerned, I got to go with the two. So, Brad, what does that put us at? <laughs> all right. So, uh, with all the scores combined, that gives us a one point four. All right. Well, guys, you heard it. The the brew dudes, along with our our special guest Ivy. Oh. You, you know what, what that translates into? Exactly one thing of oh. need. Ooh. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I agree. Do I have any meat? <laughs> oh lord. I might have drank it all. <laughs> I, I you Wouldn't know I me. might I might just make mead one of these days for us to review. <laughs> this will be some funny stuff. Well, guys, I need a chaser mead after your uh, mead. Second mead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, the brew dudes give 2001's Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring a 1.4 beer review. As Buddy so lovely stated, if you're gonna watch this film, get yourself a thing of mead and um, well. Go ahead and lend your hand to your local hobbit. Uh, now that stated, guys, before we head out of here, we always like to send you guys out on a bright note. Um, we want to talk about a little of what we're geeking on, and per per usual, uh, whenever we have a guest on, we always like to let our guests talk about what they're currently interested in, what has their attention. So, Ivy, what are you currently geeking on? Geeking yeah. on. And what has your attention? Fish. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> Wait, is that no, really it's, uh, no, no, so like, just anything. explain what, what's caught your attention, like what you're enjoying right now. Uh, um, I'm, enjoying- I'm enjoying catching steelhead fish in the mornings, taking data on them and releasing them. And this morning we caught a turtle, which made my day, a threatened species oh, in the Carmel what? River in California, and... That was amazing. I guess I'm geeking out on everything them? ecological. <laughs> no, explain your job real quick. How do you oh, catch I work them? at a, a rescue fisheries in Carmel Valley. I actually work for the Monterey Peninsula Water Management District. But I just say I work for fisheries because that's easier. Um, and we rescue steelhead from the Carmel River. And I love my job. That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Nice. Honestly, she she will come home and tell me <laughs> about how much fun she had at her job. 
Even when she's covered in fish guts and yeast. Yeah. Even, even when I have to oh, no. smash fish heads in with rocks because they have a flesh-eating bacteria. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love my job. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I love my job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's nothing, got- wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, look, as long as you're passionate about it and you're happy, that's all that matters. Um, let's go with <laughs> Chris. What are you currently geeking on, sir? A lot of things. The drunkenness. I can just yeah. see. Ooh, fish radiant. burgers. I can see He's geeking on fish burgers. Chris's liver is, uh, Chris's liver is geeking it. on functioning right now. I know it. <laughs> Chris, how would you, what, what would you put on a fish burger? Just tell us this. Ooh, it depends on the fish. I mean, like. Uh, cod. Yeah, well, cod. Cod's off, a good one. First off, I f***ing hate cod. Okay, really? so not cod. Hold up. Hold Tilapia? Up. We, 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 we gonna be real well, actually, You got some catfish. Uh, what you doing with some catfish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in Texas. Uh, okay, first off, it's a, if it's in my catfish, uh, first off, it's either gonna be black and or fried. Let's, let's just keep okay. it real here. Alright, let's go with fried. No, we're keeping it blackened because uh, I haven't had blackened things trying to be a little, fe- be a little fancy, a little bit more fancy. This burger is anti-black, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay, first off, well, there's a whole bunch of things wrong with what you just said there, as far as black <laughs> is concerned. Mm-hmm. Calling the NWCP. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay, what would you put on your blackened fish uh, sandwich? First, first off, uh, uh, I'd make it a... I'd probably do like a fish pontchartrain burger and put like some uh, some good crab meat, some uh, maybe some crawfish yes. on top of it. Yes. And good aioli, some, uh, yes. some nice uh, coleslaw and just yes. put that on a sandwich. Okay. I mean, uh, some, good, some good eating I, I, right I, I there. Think it, Gosh, uh-huh. I'm gonna go to McDonald's oh, and find some I think you gave Buddy like the, 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 the like um like the cooking equivalent of a, a phone sex right there. <laughs> oh man, let me oh, tell no. you, I am smoking a uh, burger after this. Alright, <laughs> Buddy. Uh, sorry, sorry, Chris. Now, if, if we had to really talk about it, uh, I just finished a book and I'm pro- called Noir by can't remember the name of Christopher Moore. I think that's him. Hmm. So, nice. uh, try, I, I enjoyed it. Probably try to Do you pick recommend up. it? Uh, it, it drags out in places, but for overall, I liked oh, it. Nice. It was nice. freaking weird. It threw every, <laughs> every noir cliche in the book, quite nice. literally. Mm, if it's a title. I, I, might, I might have to check it out. It sounds interesting. Uh, so, it, I'm going to check out some of his other works, because I enjoyed it. Uh, aside from that, Ivy, if you need data being visualized in any way, shape, or form, uh, hit a brother up, because you're still in school. That is also anti-black. Alright, alright, buddy! Jesus Christ, I can't politically correct motherfuckers. God damn. Buddy, what are you geeking on, sir? Can't even say without getting in trouble now. What the <laughs> yeah, it, uh, uh, Brad, you might have a bleep out that oh, yeah, that, that, that's just, that's just me wondering along. <laughs> Chris is drunk. <laughs> I, I put a note that just said, or just like a, a one siren. hour forty-five. Chris, yeah. Lots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what it should um, be instead of like bleeping out just one long. 
subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> just like just subliminal messaging. <laughs> Oh, or, uh, the oh, dolphin noises from SpongeBob whenever they curse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, like that takes me back. Dolphin noises. Uh, what am I geeking on this week? Um, uh, I guess what's the best phrase? Uh, so my roommate works at Sideshow Collectibles, and they sell like um, action figures, like giant uh, versions of like all the Marvel characters and like X-Men characters, and even like. Side characters too, like um, basically anything that's a franchise or an IP, they have it. And so um, I haven't been tempted to buy one for a long time, but um, he recently moved his entire collection upstairs, and it's just great to look at because you know it's like Chakala on his throne, just chilling there next to like a Stanley action figure dressed like in the astronaut suit, and then there's like uh, three different Spider Men from like one from the video game, one from like. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider Man. I was like, oh, those are those are cool. So now I'm like tempted to get Wait, one. So, um, just hit too, so. I, <laughs> I know. Well, my mine is on the way because um, I, I I talked to my roommate and they're making a Miles Morales one. I was going to text Avery about it because yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. This is for a um, So, <laughs> so um, yeah, and, and it's affordable too. So I'm, I'm going to get a Miles Morales uh, do, Hot do Toys figure. Do they have any Lord of the Rings ones? I think they do. It wouldn't surprise me. If you go to sideshowcollectibles.com, please sponsor us. Um, uh, if you could yeah. uh, get me like some Lord of the Rings ones and I'll pay you back for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me check with him because he, he's he's deep in the game. He's been there for about a year and a half now. And so um, he always gets good deals. So you can uh Hot Toys action figures and Miles Morales. I guess I'll, nice. uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Um, I'm geeking on script writing. I'm working on a script right now, just in the uh, preeminent stages. Uh, it's weird because, as you guys know, over the summer I sort of got into horror, even though I'm a complete and total bitch when it comes to the horror genre. Uh, <laughs> uh, we should uh, talk. Yeah, yeah, no, apparently Brad said you would traumatize me. Um, <laughs> so, Ivy absolutely loves horror. More than anything. But I, I, if I do horror, it's more like, the 80s slashers. Like, I like those sorts of films. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is Ivy's yeah. favorite. Yeah, I don't like, like, the gore porn that's currently going on. Um, so, yeah. I've been getting into that, so I'm mm-hmm. actually, I'm writing a horror script um, and an ode to, like, the 80s and 90s slashers. So doing a lot of re- doing, doing a lot of reading there about, you know, just what goes into those sorts of films and going into, like, the different techniques and whatnot used in, you know, screenwriting. And so doing that, uh, outlining for a lot of other projects that I'm working on. Um, and then my job, geeking on my job, because I actually started a new job about a month ago. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not nearly, yeah, I'm not nearly as busy and I get paid a lot more. <laughs> so, oh, congrats, um, congrats. Yeah, yeah damn. So, yeah, yeah, you know, somehow I, I went from an office looking at you know some horrible horrible you know horrible scenery to having a corner office on uh like top floor so <laughs> it's kind of cool um that stated though um i work with a lot of um disenfranchised communities so it feels good to be able to help people who um, who definitely need it and i get to work i you know That's i get to cool. i get to help make people's lives and you know for a, a lot of people this is a, a big step 
and fulfilling the American dream. So that's about as much as you get out of what I actually do. Uh, that's awesome. So, but yeah, so that's currently what I'm geeking on. Um, oh, and the last thing is I, I'm not a Star Wars person, but I bought Star Wars, the whatever the last game is, the new one that they just brought, Fallen, Fallen, Fallen something. Ooh. I don't know. I'm not a Star Wars person, but uh, Fallen, Fallen Order, Order yeah. You'll, yeah. yeah, you'll need to talk to my co-host on Super Smash yeah. Bros. He will, he will talk your ear off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Star Wars person, but I, I've been trying to get into it, and mm-hmm. the easiest way for me to get into things is usually through video games or comic books. And on top of that, I've heard it's Souls-like, mm-hmm. and I love like the Soulsborne series. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get into it, and I, I just started it. And I, I like it thus far, but I'm. It's very much one of those games where it's just like you need to know the Star Wars legacy and the whole, you know, the, the lore about it. If you need, if you want to understand what's going on, so I'm gonna start watching all the Star Wars movies from the originals to now on Disney Plus, starting like next week. So uh, I'll, I'll see you guys in you know 2022. I'll see you at your wedding. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me, uh, Brad. What are you geeking on, sir? Oh my god, there's like a million things going what? on right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's so weird. Uh, I can't hear wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I can't hear you at all. What, what, what's that? Uh, I can't. Dude, are you cutting off? Uh, all I understand is. Dude, wait, 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 wait. Hmm? Do you hear her? I hear Ivy just fine, and you guys are in the same what's room. Like, what is. Yeah, yeah what I, I hear her. Dude, why do are I hear hooves? Help him. What, what? Okay, you know what? We'll just circle back around. Brad hasn't watched the Matrix um, so far. Oh, that's right. He took the blue pill. Well, that's well right. guys, while we try to get, yeah. while we try to get Brad okay. back, um, thank you, thank you, guys, thank yeah, you guys for joining us this week. Uh, Ivy, before we head out, do you, if you yeah. want people to follow you on social medias, you can feel free to plug yourself if you want to. Um, most people choose oh, not to. Just <laughs> just, uh, yeah, the you only okay, thing Chris? I really care about <laughs> is that I have an Instagram for my buddy. Nice. Yeah. So that's of course. Stated, I think and it's guys. called Just Fred Things. Just and it's just period. pictures of Fred. Uh, just period Fred Things. Yeah, just period right, Fred Things. Get... Just pictures of Fred. Right. And sometimes I post pictures of the cat and the rats. Just animal stuff. Fish. What I'm into. Nice. Fish burgers. Yeah, fried fish. <laughs> Yeah. Some people on the internet well, we, wake up and choose violence. Ivy wakes up and chooses Disney Princess. Okay. <laughs> we should probably get out of here before the Nazgul will come. Can you do a Nazgul voice? Because the Hobbits don't listen. The Hobbits don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So we will catch you guys later. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh. Bye. Peace out. This is. And you know, uh, Stud Jackson would say, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Bitch. Thank you for listening to this week's episodes of Brews and Reviews. As always, Brews and Reviews would like to thank you for tuning in. And if you liked what you just listened to, please subscribe to the podcast, give them a like, leave a review, comment on the episodes, and tell your friends about the cast, as it really helps the algorithm get the show out there. If you want to follow the Brew Dudes on social media, check them out at the Brewcast Crew on Twitter and the Brews and Reviews Pod on Instagram, where they post information about current and upcoming episodes, and so that you never miss a second of their drunken adventures. The Brews and Reviews Podcast drops regular episodes the first and second Wednesdays of each month, as well as special deep cuts episodes once a month and is available on every major streaming service, so be sure to check back for more inebriated mishaps. 
So until next episode, we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye!